Hey guys, today I want to talk about the two series that are officially two games in. You know, the Bucks and the Heat and Denver, Portland. And I want to talk about both games and just like the adjustments and, you know, what I'm seeing so far from the two games. Alright, so let's, first of all, the one thing I don't get is why... Some teams are going to get more rest than others. That just seemed a little strange to me. Um, you know, Mavs-Clippers, I think, was a Saturday game. Yeah, it was Saturday. And now they're going to play on, I think, Tuesday. So they got Sunday and Monday off. But Heat Bucks... No, yeah, Heat Bucks got one day off, and they played the same day as well. Uh, Suns-Lakers... You know, those teams are only going to get one game off, one day off. Um, so that's strange, I guess. I'm sure, like, and they, so they got Mavs Clippers on Tuesday, but it's on NBA TV. Like, there's no way that game should be on NBA TV. That game is too good to be on NBA TV. Like, Denver-Portland should be on NBA TV, and Mavs Clippers should have been on TNT. But anyways, so, so let's talk about, Heat Bucks, you know, I've been pretty open about I think the Bucks made a big mistake, you know, not tanking like the last game against the Heat to make sure the Heat aren't the sixth seed. Because they weren't gonna catch the Nets for the two seed. Um, you know, the Nets had I think the Magic and like the Cavaliers as the last two games. And uh you know, the Bucks were one game behind and like the Nets weren't gonna lose it and yeah, so I thought they should have tanked it, and you know that way they would have gotten the Knicks or the, I guess the Hawks. They, they would have gotten the Hawks instead. So I thought that's something they should have done, and they didn't. I thought it was a big mistake. You know, I have talked about how the Bucks are much better than they were the two prior years, just because I think they they can play more. They can play different types of basketball. You know, they can play, you know, Giannis at center. You know, you go PJ, Middleton, Dante, Drew. Or you can, like, play big, you know, go, you know, Middleton at shooting guard. You know, put Drew up there, Giannis, PJ, Brooke. So it's a lot of different lineups you can use now. And the biggest difference is Eric Bledsoe is the single reason. It's I'm dead serious. It's the single reason that... Both of the last two prior seasons now, the Bucks haven't made the finals. It's because of him. Eric Bledsoe has been garbage in the playoffs, you know. And, you know, I think that was a series where he averaged maybe eight points per game. And he's their starting point guard. Like, you know, they, they tried getting uh, George Hill, but, like, George Hill isn't a starting point guard. You know, he's like a sixth man. He can come in close some games if he's on fire or if he's playing really well. Uh, but he's not he's not good enough to be a starting point guard anymore. So he's, like, they got rid of Eric Bledsoe and they put in Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday tonight had, like, 15 assists. You know, he's just tough, strong. You know, he's going to get, he's going to give you 15 to 20 points no matter what. He's not going to have those 8-point games. And if he does have, like, an 8-10 point game or whatever, he's going to, you know, get 15 assists or whatever, something like that. But let's talk about game one. Game one was so interesting, and it, it kind of 
it it really proved my point that I had of, you know, like why did the Bucks want this? It came. It was an overtime game. Chris Middleton won it at the end. Middleton's a like a great shooter. He's just a great shooter. You know, he's almost 50-40-90 last year. He missed him by a couple of shots. The great mid-range shooter, great three, great at the free throw line. He can finish at the rim. He can post up. So he's a he's a legit like closer. He's not an elite. I don't think he's an elite elite shot maker, but he's a damn good like damn near elite shot maker. Just because he does have all those moves that he can go to, and he's a dead eye shooter. So you know he made a great shot at the end of the almost at the end of the buzzer. It was just a like half second left. So you know he came up clutch and he made that shot. But that was an interesting game because I I looked at it from the Miami Heat side. And I was like, okay, so we lost at the buzzer, essentially. And our two best players in Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo won, like, combined 8 for 192. So, you know, that's not going to happen again. And um, it happened again. It happened again. Um, and the other thing was that I wasn't looking at it from the Bucks side. The Bucks made, like, five three-pointers, and that... Wasn't going to happen again either, but I never, I didn't see it from that side at first. You know, and the first game, the Bucks offense, I don't think it was generating three-pointers. There was something clunky about it, but the fact that they were still able to pull it out is very impressive, was very impressive. And, you know, Giannis on his free throws, that was a big problem. You know, he made his pregnant girlfriend, you know, run all those laps. And he's still ass at the line. Um, he was better tonight. He was 6 for 7 tonight. And I do think, you know, Chuck gets made fun of a lot because it doesn't sound like he actually watches basketball. But he, he did make a good point where it's like Giannis thinks too much at the free throw line. Maybe if he's just like, okay, I just got to catch it, shoot, catch, shoot, catch, shoot. You know, I think that could that maybe does clear his mind up a little bit more. You know, because if you're holding the ball for like 15 seconds, you're dribbling it, you're dribbling it again and again and again. You know, it's probably like you're probably thinking you're probably thinking a little too much. And you know, people got upset at the referee for calling the 10 second, but like he had to call it just because. So he, for the first free throw, he probably took like 15 seconds, and Karan Butler got into the referee's ear like, "Yo, he's taking for fucking ever." And when that gets mentioned, like, now the referee has to do it. He can't go up to Giannis and be like, yo, you're taking too long. Because then that shows, like, bias, like, shows favoritism. Like, he's helping Giannis out. Like, you're not supposed to help Giannis out. You know, so. And I think I, w- I started counting them tonight. And I think he was going right at, like, 9 seconds, 10 seconds, like, right there. But that, the second free throw, like, the really, 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 really clutch one. The motherfucker won at like 13 seconds. Like, that's way too fucking long. He he deserved to call, call for it. And like, he had to get called for it. You know, people don't like it because they're like, oh, you have to call it like throughout the season. Like, I know it gets mentioned throughout the season. And I bet you if other teams went at him, went at the referees and were like, yo, count it, they would have done it. You know, it's kind of like the seed, Chris Paul the Wolves thing from last year where Chris Paul like talked about like yo his jersey is not tucked that's a technical it had to get called it had to like if once it's pointed out the referee has to do it 
Uh, so it's one of those things where like Karam Butler points it out, and if the referee doesn't do it now, like he's aware of it now, he has to do it. Um, or else like Karam Butler and the Heat were gonna put that referee on blast. And um, so yeah, I had no problem with it at all. I thought it deserved to get called. Um, but yeah, like I thought game one, the Heat should have been optimistic, but I just didn't look. I just I didn't look at it from every angle like I didn't look at it from the fact that yeah Butler and Bam were not good offensively but they made like 22 or something threes they shot like 50% from three like 45 50% from three it was high higher volume so I didn't think about that and I didn't think about the fact that the Bucks were so good shooting the three and you know in game one they were just they made like five threes five of like 20 or something so I didn't, I didn't even think about that. And game two happened and the Bucks were like, actually, we wanted this matchup because we want to embarrass you. You know, we want to make Sean look stupid because we're, we might win the series 4-1 or sweep you guys just to make sure that everyone understands we're for fucking real this time. We're not playing around. We're stepping on your neck the entire time. And that's what they did. You know, I thought they ran the offense through Jimmy too much. And one thing I'm not getting is, why the fuck is Kendrick Nunn starting? Like, you made that run last year because of Drogic, really. Because Bam and Jimmy, like, they were going to do what they were going to do. But the X factor was Drogic playing like an all-star. And you have him coming off the bench? That makes no sense to me. He should be starting. He's a good creator. Like, Kendrick Nunn, he just takes, like, random-ass shots. He thinks he's like a really good point guard when he's really just a borderline average point guard so you know he takes a but he's a borderline average point guard who thinks he's much better than that so he just like sometimes he'll look away he's like oh i see an opening let me go and it's like no you're gonna get blocked by brook at the rim you're gonna take a fucking floater from five feet that's gonna air ball so that happened a lot i think Drogic needs to start he has to start and also when kendrick nuns in, he's not a playmaker so Butler has the ball so much, and he's getting exhausted from that. Um, I think Duncan Robinson has to play more. Tyler, Duncan Robinson has to play more. Like, there were some lineups where it's like, who's supposed to shoot out there? It was like Deadman, Jimmy, Iggy, and, you know, maybe Kendrick Nunn, and I can't remember the other guy. But that's pretty much three non-shooters out there. And, you know, the, the interesting thing is, I remember Deadman with the Hawks. And he was, like, 35% from three. Like, I don't know. what, And he's still a good free throw shooter, so I don't know. And I, he, I think he made a three tonight as well. So I don't know what's going on there. Maybe he could – maybe he should spot up from the three a little bit, like go to the corner or something or pop out. Um, but he's, like, barely shot any threes. That's been interesting because if he can – because if he can make threes, you could go. You could go super big. You could go, bam at the four, uh, Jimmy. And uh, Deadman. You could you could probably make that your front court or something. Um, yeah, I think they have to play more shooters. I think they have to. It's it like. What what happened tonight was just, I think the Bucks were just on fire. And I think the Bucks defensively, like, there were some possessions where, you know, G- Drew was on Butler, and, you know, Butler would be on the baseline. He's going to go up for the ball. 
and it was like so they would set like two screens for Butler or Drogic or whatever to go up and get the ball and it would be like Drew on one of them and then he'll get screened off but it'll be like Middleton he'll switch on like it was and then it would be like PJ switch, switching on like the screen after that it was flawless switching they were they were on point on every single one of them it looks like it looks like almost mastered and if it's almost mastered and at almost every single time you can have four to three guys you can switch with that's amazing and then you can obviously have a lineup where you can switch every single pick and roll when you go Giannis at center um and PJ at the four so you know the Bucks have a lot going for them and they I think with the heat just not looking as crisp offensively like the heat they were they finished the season strong on offense so I don't know what's going on but like if they can't figure it out this can be a short series um, you know, I was I was excited about the Heat Bucks because I thought the Heat had really figured it out, but maybe the switching's really hurting them because the Bucks switching is just on point right now. And uh, you know, they have three legit elite players now: Giannis, Middleton, Drew. Drew's are excellent. You know what? And I think it's interesting because Drew has the reputation of the good defensive player. So it feels like he can get away with more. Like he's, he'll push people around and it doesn't get called like that. You know, Avery in Boston, he used to be like that as well because, you know, he would put his hand on people's like hip and like he would still do like the hand checking type stuff and it would never, it would get called occasionally but not that much. But if like Bradley Beal did that, it would get called like immediately. Um, so, you know, they have him, and I think he can guard one, twos, and threes. Like, I don't have a problem with him guarding pretty much. Well, he can't guard the big threes. Like, he, like he can't guard LeBron or Kawhi or something like that. I think that's too big. I'm not going to put him on, like, Julius. Julius ran to the four, so that doesn't count either. But, like, KD, I don't have a problem. Like, because they're going to play the Nets. I don't have a, a problem with him guarding, you know, Kyrie, Harden, or KD. And I don't have a problem with, you know, Chris guarding. Like, Chris is going to guard KD a lot. But I don't have a problem with Chris guarding uh, Kyrie and Harden on switches. No problem at all. And one last thing is that I really do respect Giannis this year. Giannis and Middleton this year just specifically. Okay, Giannis and Middleton playing more minutes. You know, last year, I looked this up, in the regular season and playoffs, Giannis played 36 or more minutes seven times, regular season and playoffs. Middleton, I think it was around there too, like seven, eight times. And this year, I think they played 36 or more, 36 or more minutes. Giannis played it 20 times, 21 times, I think. And Middleton did it like 22, 23 times. So they're playing big minutes and like, in like those close games where it's like you know what let's just pull this game out like they'll play like the whole fourth quarter or whatever so they're doing that they did that in the regular season I really liked that and also Giannis is taking the big tasks so like in that Brooklyn Nets Brooklyn Nets and Milwaukee game the back-to-back no it was it was the yeah it was like the what's it what's it called the 
baseball doubleheader type thing where they just, you know, it was like a series. It was a mini series. In the second game, KD was, you know, on fire. Giannis like, okay, I got, I got it now. I'm going to guard him. And, you know, he's guarding Jimmy Butler now a lot too. The only thing with that is I don't think Giannis is a particularly good – actually, he's good. He's good. He's a good perimeter defender. But I don't think he's like a great or elite perimeter defender. I think his foot speed is a little slow. But, you know, he sort of kind of makes up for it with like, um, you know, chase down ability and recover, stuff like that. But I don't think his foot speed is particularly that great. Uh, his lateral quickness isn't that great. Um, so, But like, I do respect the fact that he's like, you know, I'm going to guard these guys because he didn't always do that. Um, you know, sometimes they'll still be like, okay, you know, Andre Iguodala's on the floor. You go guard Andre and, you know, be the one of the best help defenders in the league again. So, you know, the Bucks are doing a lot of new things, and I really respect that. I really like it, and I think it's going to give them a great chance against Brooklyn. Yeah, so personally, I've already got this series wrapped up. Um, I mean... Maybe, you know what, I'll, I'll say, I'll, I'm not going to say it's wrapped up, but I, I'm going to wait for game three for that. I don't I don't think any series really is finished until the third game. You can't make any real decisions after the third game, until after the third game. So, like, even if a team goes, you know, up 2-0, down 2-0, um, you know, you can't make, like, you can't really make, I don't, I don't personally make the prediction until... It's game three, after game three. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna wait for that. But it's not looking great for the Heat. And um, yeah, let's move on to the next game. That was the Nuggets, Blazers, and you know Jokic is just a monster. The first game, you know, there was a stat that Jokic is actually better when he's double teamed like the they score more when he's doubled and he passes it out i think it was like by like a whole point or something um not a whole point like it was by a little bit like it was enough to make them from like a great offense to like the best offense so what the what the blazers did they were like we're just gonna single team we're just gonna let you score and Jokic is a great scorer so he just kept scoring but he did get other people out of rhythm and, you know, they weren't able to score. But, like, and I don't think they got easy shots like that. Like, watching Jokic just play the entire time, like, it's not, it's, you're not, it's not productive offense like that just because he doesn't get to the free throw line that much. And, uh, you know, that, that's been a big problem. Um, I think he gets fouled a lot. I think, if, I think a lot of post players in general get hammered in the post and it never gets called. I think they I think if the NBA wants to improve the product, they need to protect the post players like to do with the perimeter players because then the then the, then we would get more post up players. Because right now players go in the post, they get hammered, no call. So they're like, why would I keep going in the post if I'm just gonna keep getting fouled and no one's gonna like the refs aren't gonna call it. Uh you know this game had two flagrant fouls. I don't think either one of them actually actually the first one so Carmelo pushed double hand pushed Jokic to the floor. I didn't think that was a flagrant. Like that's definitely a tech, but not a flagrant. Like I get the point where it's like this is excessive and unnecessary. So I do get that, but like I don't think that's a flagrant. The second one, like the the way CJ pushed him, like because Faku got 
under his skin like that's what he does the way CJ pushed him it was like an elbow push you know what I mean like he shoved him off with like an elbow and I think that I think that was like either a technical or a flagrant but I would have like I don't mind that one at all like the the mellow one I did mind because I don't think that was a flagrant and um but the the CJ on Faku one I, I do think that was a flagrant well I don't I don't know if it was a flagrant I just don't mind it being a flagrant uh, this game, you know, Jokic was able to do his thing again. Like, he, when he's making threes, he's truly unstoppable. Like, he's just other word. Like, he's, he can score efficiently. He was 15 for 20. That's insane. Um, you know, he made threes. He got to the line. You know, he, you know, he got a double team. Then he passed it out. He, you know, he made the right plays. You know, that's what he always does. You know, one of the things that was interesting is I think Monty Morris is – very key for them because he's the only guard that I think provides like some offensive firepower, like some explosiveness. I don't think Fox was that explosive. Something about Austin Rivers, he doesn't look that explosive right now, but Monty Morris does look explosive. Like he got CJ in a couple of times on uh you know, hard dribble, you know, stop on a dime mid range. And he's been a good mid-range shooter for his career. I don't think he's been a great three-point shooter. If he could be a great three-point shooter, that would probably change my prediction for the series by, like, one game, honestly. Um, but, yeah, I think he's really good. You know, once the when the Nuggets get production off their bench, I think they're pretty good, like, really, really, really good. I don't know if they're elite still, but if they can get somewhere around... 30 points from their bench. I think they're in good hands to win this series. On the other hand, um, the the Blazers. I don't understand. The, the one thing I don't understand is the canter thing. So Nurk, with Nurkic, they've been a good defense. With Cantor, they have not, like, and the Mellow thing, too, like, Mellow played 20 minutes, minus 24, uh, you know, Jokic was, I mean, um, what's the name, Cantor was a minus 14, their bench was just not good at all, like, you need defense, like, and for, for a long time, for most of the season, actually, like, maybe not most, like, probably two-fifths of the season, Maybe maybe actually half. Derek Jones Jr. was your starter. Why is he not getting minutes in this series? He should be playing power forward center when Jokic is not on the floor. He should be playing, you know, power forward when Jokic is even on the floor. Like he he you need defense in like the worst way and you just you're not gonna play Derek Jones Jr. I don't get that. I think Rondé Hellas Jefferson should be getting some minutes. I think um What's the name? Carmelo and Cantor. They need, they need to both be and Simon. Actually, I don't know, but they. I'll just say this: Cantor and Carmelo, Cantor specifically needs to play at least five less minutes. And uh, you know, Carmelo, like if he's not on fire, he can't be playing that many. Twenty minutes is too many for Carmelo. Um, the other thing is like no one else. Like I get that, uh, Dame. Like he went on he went on a crazy streak in that second quarter. He made like six threes. Uh eight in the first half. He had thirty two points, finished the game with I think forty two. 
uh, you know, 10 assists. So, like, great game for sure. In the second half, not as great, but, like, great game, like, overall. The thing is, so you look at the shot attempts. Dame has 24. CJ only has 12. He goes 9 for 12. Maybe he could have gotten some of those shots. Uh, Covington, 3 shots. Powell, 9 shots. Nurkic, 8 shots. And then you look at the bench. Their bench went a combined, let's see, 7 for, what is that? 4, 6, 8, 9, 12, 17. So 7 for 17. And how many turnovers is that? 1, 4, 5, 6. Seven turnovers from your bench, like that's unacceptable. They had twenty-one turnovers. So even though, even though Dame and Cesar when they combined twenty for thirty-six, they they had twenty-one turnovers. I mean, they gave the ball up twenty-one times. The Nuggets only had twelve turnovers. So that's why you look at the shot attempts. It's like the uh, what's they call the Blazers took seventy-three shots. Uh, Nuggets took eighty-six shots. So thirteen more shots. They had thirteen more possessions. Um, the other thing, you know, Millsap, he was beasting. You know, that's that's what I talked about. Like, um, when they can get points from their bench, specifically Millsap, because he's, um, cause he, he's a guy that can bully, like, any of the starters aside from Rakish. Like, he, he can get switches for, he can get switches on, like, uh, Dame, CJ, Covington, Powell, Carmelo, Cantor. You know, Simon, Derek Jones, and he can like bully them. So, you know that that would be great. Um, but aside from that, I think you know I don't even think I really don't like they they shot the ball fifty four percent, forty three percent, eighty percent. But Michael Porter Jr. only had like eighteen points and four rebounds. He only shot five for thirteen. I think he could do more. Like. And I think he will do more. Like there were, there were sometimes he got to the rim and he just missed layups. Uh, he needs to get better at that. But this game could have probably been even a little bit uglier. Um, yeah, I think the adjustment. The okay, the big adjustment that they made was Aaron Gordon. Like I said this in the preview. Like you know, Compazzo, Rivers. Like, people kept talking, like, oh, who's from the backcourt is going to guard them? Who's gonna, who from the backcourt is going to guard Damian Lillard? And I was like, why does it have to be from the backcourt? Aaron Gordon needs to guard him. He's the big guy. He can go off screens. He can contest shots. You know, he's athletic. He can kind of keep up with him. He's not as quick as Dame, obviously, but he's as fast as him. And, uh, you know, athletically, you know, I think he's like, he can... He can contest it from behind in a way that Composo and Rivers and Monty can't. Um, Shaq Harrison kind of did a good job. He's got a long wingspan, so I think that that kind of helped him with the on defense. But Aaron Gordon, like you know, he he can be a really suffocating defender, and I think he did a really good job on Dame in the second half. Um, if I'm the Nuggets, I, I mean, if, I, if I'm the Blazers, the one thing I'm looking at is we can't give up 21 turnovers. Like, that can't happen. Like, that's insane. Like, okay, firstly, we have CJ and Dame as our backcourt, like two guys that can handle the ball really well. 
why do they have eight turnovers? That needs to be like four or five turnovers. You can't turn it over that many times. Robert Covington, what the fuck? How do you have four turnovers? You barely get the ball. Why do you have that many turnovers? You know what I mean? So like, and the second, another thing, Covington needs to get more shots too. Like you can't just have these guys that are, you know, defensive specialists. Well, he's a defensive specialist, but he's not like an on-ball defensive specialist. Um, but you can't you can't have Covington out there only taking three shots. You got you got to get Nurkish the ball way like two like eight shots for Nurkish. That's not good. He's got to get the ball at least twelve times. You know, Nur- um, Covington's got to get at least four, five, six three point attempts. Um, and you know they don't get those attempts because they fucking turn the ball over twenty one times. So you know clean up on that and. Um, yeah, I think I think that's all they have to do to like make the next game more competitive and like the fans might help. You know, the Nuggets aren't going to shoot 54, 43, 80% again. 80 probably because they're a good free throw shooting team, but you know, 54% from the field is pretty absurd. Um you know, 43 from the three, that's pretty and yeah, it's all right actually. Uh, who who like no one really went off, so it's not it's not like a big deal or anything. Everyone just made like one or two or three. It wasn't that big of a deal. But, you know, I don't think the Nuggets will shoot like that again. Um, and the Blazers just have to clean up on the turnovers to make it, make the next game even, even like a little bit competitive. And uh, that's it for today. Uh, tomorrow we have Nets, Celtics, and... Uh, Lakers, Suns, Mavs, Clippers. So, I'll do. Th- so that'll be two games done for those series, and I'll talk about that tomorrow. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah. You my right hand. You my go-to. Told me everything about you. That's a bold move. I know that you're out here, and there's things you gotta go through Just know that these streets just don't love you like I do Yeah, and they never will But I swear you gotta chill, you wanna grip a band's wheel And I know you can't wait, you dream big and sleep late You got a lot on your plate, that's why you're always working Ah, taking pictures of yourself, you don't see anybody else And you're like, oh, well, you're like, fuck it, oh well my past behind me like a ponytail But you're my right hand You're my go-to Told me everything about you That's a bold move I know that you're out here And there's things you gotta go through yeah. Just know that these streets just don't love you like I do Yeah, And they never will Okay, I know you want the Audi I know you wanna go to Maui You and all your girlfriends The ones you never bring around me Cause you don't trust me like your last man Did he open doors for you? Buy the things you can't afford for you Cause he must have did a lot for you I just fell back with it And now your past is behind you Like the car with the strap in it Thank God that's finished Cause now it's back to business Any more Henny and you're past the limit You told me about the picture Now you have to send it I would never put you on blast When I get it, you're my right hand Told me everything about you That's a bold move I know that you're out here And there's things you gotta go through yeah. Just know that these streets Just don't love you like I do
and they never will. 